It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, the real Ed Oliver, and the Washington Wizards found a way to bounce back, beating the Suns 97-72. to We're going to talk about it. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your host, The Real Ed Oliver, and you guys can follow me on Twitter at E-D-T-O-O-F-L-A-T-T. I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. So the Wizards bounced back and did a complete 180 here after being blown out. The first half, they were blown out of the water by the Detroit Pistons. And they made a valiant effort and came back. This time, they put the nail in the coffin early against the Phoenix Suns. They smelled blood. They went for the kill. They were aggressive from the start. Um, the Suns are an inferior team compared to the Pistons team with Jalen Duran, Jaden Ivey, um, Isaiah Stewart, who started many games for the for the Pistons last season. Um, that summer league, the Pistons they have a, they have one of the best summer league teams in the in the summer league, basically. If Jaden Ivey stays healthy, so but. Um, no knock against the Suns roster. They just don't have any lottery picks on the roster. Um, I'm not even sure if the Suns even had a first-round pick, to be honest with you. I didn't see any first-round pick on that on that Suns roster at all. But I think the Wizards, they took care of business. They came in, they, they did what they su- were supposed to do, and they took care of business. 97 to 72. Um, looking at some of the numbers, they didn't miss a free throw tonight. 23 for 23 from the field. And, and Vernon Carey said it during – Vernon Carey had a heck of a game. He had a double-double tonight. I thought he played really well. He He definitely was – the player of the game, in my opinion, I thought he was a stud. I do want to go over some studs and duds or players who stood out. I do want to name some guys that I thought stood out tonight against the Phoenix Suns. I thought Vernon Carey was certainly one of those guys. But what stood out to me from a team standpoint, I just thought they were better defensively. Vernon Carey said on a sideline interview with a um, NBA TV reporter was that they just they got the jitters out. And you can kind of tell Johnny Davis included was a guy that had some jitters and jitters. And you could kind of tell that uh, Johnny Davis had some jitters today, but I thought he played. Uh, more confidently, was a little bit more decisive. I'll talk about Johnny Davis uh, later on, probably in the second segment. And then at the end of today's show, I'll get to the chat because we are live once again. So I'll get to you guys' comments in the last, in the third segment of the uh, recap of the Summer League game today. So the Wizards are one and one. So just going over the stats and the numbers, um, they were eight for 23 from the three point line, 34% from the three point line. The Sun shot five for 23. From the three-point line, the Wizards uh, shot 23 free throws. The the Suns shot 33 free throws, 23 for 33. Um, so the Wizards did a they just and they out rebounded the Suns 42 to 34. That stood out to me as well. Uh, the Wizards had 14 assists, which is fine. Um, so I, I thought they just did a solid solid job playing team basketball today. They moved the basketball, 
Jaime Echenique and Vernon Carey, both both of the Wizards' bigs. And, you know, you heard that they signed Todd Gibson. So I don't know if Jaime Echenique and, and, and uh, Vernon Carey heard that. They were like, hey, we got to step our game up. And it, it starts in summer league for those guys to develop and get better. So I thought they did a heck of a job doing that. Um, four guys for the Wizards are in double figures. Johnny Davis made it to double figures scoring tonight. Vernon Carey with 15 points. Jaime Echenique with 12 points. And Tyler Hall with 11 points. So four guys in double figures for the Washington Wizards tonight. So um, once again, I, I just thought they took care of business. I thought they played well defensively. Um, they had their hands in the passing lane as well, causing uh, turnovers. And um, I thought they were they moved the ball well inside out. And I just thought it was a solid game for the Wizards. And they once again they took they took care of business. So um, I, I really like what I saw from the guys, especially Vernon Carey. Um, I want to say uh, I already talked about Jaime Echenique. Um, Devin Dotson gave some solid minutes playing with energy. Tyler Hall knocked down shots three for four from the three point line. Um, uh, Henry Perrier, I'm, I'm probably pr- mispronouncing his first uh, name, but he threw a really nice alley oop to Vernon Carey. And I, I thought they set the tone giving the ball to Vernon Carey. Vernon Carey really has become their number one option. I thought it would be Johnny Davis coming out coming out of the gate, but they, they've given the ball to Vernon Carey. It's been a high dosage of Vernon Carey, just giving him the ball in a high post, a low post, posting up old school big man basketball. They've been giving him the ball. And uh, he's been re- he's been rewarding the guards who have been giving him the basketball. He's been finishing well. Isaiah Todd, um, three points tonight, one for three from the three-point line, 21 minutes tonight. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Um, it was good to see some other guys get some minutes, like Pat Spencer. You know his story. He went to Northwestern, played lacrosse. He had four points in six minutes and five boards. Thought he did a heck of a job out there. Um, Zaggers, A. Zaggers. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name as well, but he's from Latvia. He had two points, and you know we some guys got to get some minutes. Um, tonight, but uh, McCall was the only guy that did not play tonight, and I thought he played really, really well yesterday. Um, so that was a head scratcher, honestly, tonight. But I thought a lot of guys played hard. Quentin Jackson played well tonight, too. I, I, I really liked his energy and how he got into the passing lanes. But I do want to get to some guys who stood out. Um, but before I do that, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs, sports betting needs, and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so let's get to some some guys who stood out, some studs for me. Um, basically kind of just name some guys, but I'm looking at my notes that I wrote down. Um, first quarter, Vernon Carey was very aggressive. Um, like that a lot. Craig Sword had a nice take to the basket as well. I wrote that down in my notes in the first quarter. Um, in the second quarter, Quentin Jackson had a nice steal and a dunk. Um, Jordan Goodwin had his hands in the passing lane. I thought he did a good a good job of that. Uh, but I, I guess I'll get to um, Johnny Davis here 
really quickly our first round pick, 10th pick of the draft. Um, I really want to see them get the ball to him in the post, in the high post. When he got the ball on the right block in the low post, I thought he did a good job. He got the ball against Cam Taylor, who is a guy from the DMV area. Um, he got the ball in the post against Cam Taylor. It took him a while. He's still hesitant. I think he's still thinking a little too much. The game is starting to slow down a little bit for Johnny Davis, but he's still not being aggressive. He's still not being decisive. Um, he did shoot it. He, he made one three tonight. So I was, I was, I was, I was, you know, ecstatic to see him knock down a three because sometimes you, you just got to see one go down. You got to see one go down, but he got the ball in the low post, took him a while, made a nice drop step and finished on the other side, made a reverse layup. So I think they really need to get him the ball. He watches Wisconsin film and a lot of his game was really predicated in the mid range and in the low post, just getting that matchup against smaller guards. You know, he played quarterback in high school, so he has that stronger that stronger build and he's a physical guy that plays through contact so i think they really need to get him the ball in the post where you know he's not getting a lot of uh, separation with his first step right now against guys right now in the summer league and i think a, a way they can they can get him comfortable and get him some more shots up is by giving him the ball in the elbow the right elbow the left elbow or in the low post right now i think that would open it up for johnny davis's game at the moment um johnny davis every time he went left he got ripped in the first quarter, there were times where they they swiped and they hit the ball from behind his hand and they they poked it out. Um, they did the Suns did that twice in the first half. Um, Johnny Davis he had a charge as well. Um, he missed one wide open three, but I was happy that he took the shot and didn't did not hesitate at all. But there was one good play in the first half where he drove baseline, where it was, I want to say it was after a timeout where he got the ball on the left baseline. He swept through, went to the basket and, and finished strong. I liked that a lot. Um, Isaiah Thomas talked about Johnny Davis letting the game come to him. I do want to see him be more aggressive like he was at Wisconsin um, and just go get it, you know, because he was super aggressive. He was uber aggressive. You can see that dog in him in college. And I know it's a different game, but right now he just doesn't look like that uber aggressive guy that has the dog in him that's not, that doesn't see a shot that he doesn't like. But I do understand that he's a smart, high IQ basketball player that does let the game come to him. So I definitely understand that as well. Um, Johnny Davis hit a wide open three. I talked about that. The Wizards went on an 11 to 0 run in the second quarter. Um, I did. I already talked about the post up. Jaime Echenique had a couple of N ones in the third quarter. I like that a lot. Um, I wrote down Tyler Hall can shoot the three. Thought he did a good job shooting the three. He doesn't hesitate to shoot the three at all. He, he he's knocking it down. He's knocking it down. Um, Devin Dodson, Quentin. The the lineup that I liked out there tonight. It wasn't a small ball lineup. Um, it was Devin Dotson, Quentin Jackson. I thought he was in the passing lanes. Quentin Jackson tonight, looking at his numbers, he was three for three from the field uh, and had eight points. He had a nice steal and a, and a nice dunk on a fast break. And he's he's really athletic. He's a, he's a skinny, he's a lean, wiry guy, but he, he plays hard. Eight points, three for three tonight. And uh, I want to look up how many steals he had tonight as well. He had two steals, so he's very active. In the, he had a plus 19, plus minus. Everybody's going to have a, a high plus minus because we won the game by – 25 points so you can take plus minus for whatever it's worth but um the impact that he had out there already he hit a plus 19 on plus minus um johnny i thought he made a nice pass to craig sward as well just bringing down some plays that i saw from johnny davis he made a nice pass to craig sward and craig sward finished for an and one as well um johnny davis made a nice drive into the lane shot it in the mid range where he's super super comfortable the ball rattled in and i thought you know that was that was where they it was at best getting him in his spot to be successful there. So the five guys that I thought stood out tonight, 
was, um, of course, Vernon Carey, four for nine from the field, 11 boards, 15 points. Um, and another guy that I thought stood out was uh, Jaime Echenique, of course. And he he played well last year for the Summer League for the Wizards as well. I thought he was the Summer League MVP last year. 12 points, six boards, four for eight from the field. Uh, another guy that stood out was Tyler Hall. That's that's three guys right there. Uh, Quentin Jackson, he he gets a game ball from me. He, he was a stud tonight. Craig Sward as well. I love his energy. Nine points tonight, three for three from the field, and, and one rebound, one assist. I like I, when Craig Sward had to come in during when the Wizards had were hit by health and safety protocols. I thought he played really, really well as well in that game against the Heat where he had to step in and play a couple games. Jordan Goodwin didn't get a lot of opportunities tonight. Nine minutes tonight, three points, four boards. Um, I still liked his energy and how he um, got in the passing lane. Same thing with Devin Dotson. Devin Dotson didn't put a lot of points up, but he had four points, six assists, and five boards. Almost had a 5-5-5 five, five, five game. Uh, I want to see. I want to see how many steals he got tonight too. But I know he was very active in the passing lane. He, he had one steal. It was a plus twenty three and plus minus. So those are some of the guys that I that I saw that stood out tonight. Um, Johnny Davis is not. He he's he just he he wasn't a stud for me tonight. Four for eleven from the field. Two for two from the free throw line. Um, still just not being aggressive and still not decisive. So I still want to see some improvement for Johnny Davis. I thought he improved from the first game, but he's still not decisive. He's still not getting the separation. He's still struggling to create and get a shot for himself right now. So I do want to see improvements for him on the offense side of the ball. But I thought he was playing – I thought he played pretty well defensively. Wes Unsell Jr. said it as well. He's not – the offensive game, he's struggling right now, but his character is showing that he's not phased by struggling offensively um, right now. So, um, you know, I thought Johnny Davis had a, a lot better of a game today, but still not a stud um, or or one of, the, one of the standouts for tonight. So, um, but all right, we're going to get to the chat. Here really quickly, I just want to see what you guys thought about the game. But before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer. Choosing the only brand that warehouse happens to carry, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need from rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so about Johnny Davis, I said this yesterday. I still think he's going to be a solid player in the NBA. I mean, this comparison is Josh Hart. Um, I've seen Chris Duarte, and I think he's going to be a high energy guy that can come in and make an impact. Now, it's, it might be, it might be more of a development mental process than what I thought. I thought he was a guy that could come in and hit the ground running. I'm not going to overreact from just two summer league games. There's about two or three summer game summer league games left. You know, who knows? He could go out there and drop 20 or 25 in the next two. Next 25 in the third game and then 20, 20 in the, in, the, in the fourth game. Who knows? You know, who knows how things shake out. If he hits one shot and he gets hot and, and brings his confidence up, you know, who knows? But so far, he has been underwhelming, just to be honest. 
Um, I'm just not seeing the same aggressiveness that I saw in college for sure. And I know a lot of guys are looking for their own shots in summer league. I know that's the excuse that a lot of people use, but um, I feel like the summer league is a game, is, is an environment that would thrive for Johnny Davis. So, But all that being said, I thought he played a lot better today. I thought he played a lot better, better today for sure, but I'm still expecting more. I really am. And I, I do think the coaches should definitely try to give him the ball in the mid-high post or um, on the block because he's he's about 6'5". He's, he's usually going to be taller than some of the guys that he's playing against in the summer league. So I think he should definitely um, get the ball in the, in the post for the most part. So, um, But I'm going to get to the chat here, and then we'll wrap it up for today. All right. So this is from Uptown Dre. He says, yo, Edo, with the strong arm emoji. Thank you for coming in, Uptown Dre. He's always in the chat. That's my guy. Um, Uptown Dre says, our bigs were solid. Vernon Carey, Echenique, and both plus 19 and plus 16. Yes, they both played really well tonight. I love how they imposed their will. Um, I thought they were they both played a lot better than what they did against the Detroit Pistons. Jaime Echenique, you know, he's from Columbia, the first Colombian NBA player. Isaiah Thomas talked about him a lot. Today I had some raving and glowing reviews for, for Jaime Echenique. I mean, Echenique, he likes to do that pump fake and then lean into your body and go up and finish strong. He's really good at doing that. And like I said, I mean, it should be a competition for that third big man spot. We already know Porzingis is going to start at the five. We already know that um, Gafford is going to be your backup five. And then who is that third center? Todd Gibson just signed for a veteran minimum deal. Um, he has the same agent as Bradley Bill. His name is Mark Bidal, Bidal, um I'm sorry, I'm mispronouncing his name as well. Bartlestein. I'm going to read the contract details real quick. I did say I was going to talk about um, the uh, contract for Todd Gibson, but basically in a nutshell, what I'm getting at is that, Hey, you know, maybe one of these guys can step in and, and compete with Todd Gibson for that third center spot. So this is from Josh Robbins from the athletic. He says, Todd Gibson will sign via the minimum salary exception in his case for a player of his long tenure in the league. The minimum salary is approximately $2.9 million, but only $1.8 million of this, of his salary will count towards the Wizards salary cap figure. So that's good news for the Wizards. So Vern, um, Todd Gibson is going to get paid $2.9 million, the veteran minimum, but only $1.8 million of his salary will count towards the Wizards salary cap figure. And it's funny that after Ted Leonsis said that we're one free agent away, minutes later they signed Todd Gibson. So that was just a little joke there that I made. But, you know, it, it was all good. Um, so, yeah, I like what I saw from Jaime. I, I like what I saw from Vernon Carey. They're both – old school bigs they don't shoot the three they're not both really above the rim they're not really lob threats even though vernon Carey did catch a nice lob that was thrown from perrier henry and I, that was a nice play i thought the coach did a better job i'm sorry i don't know the uh, coach of the summer i gotta look it up but i thought he did a heck of a job this game compared to the pistons game i thought he did a good job calling plays the offense wasn't wasn't um the offense was very um clogged not a lot of ball moving not a lot of pa passes and um, it just looked like it had no rhyme or reason in the first half at all. No nuance or rhyme or reason. I thought they did. A, I thought it looked like they had a, a, a legitimate, legitimate offense where they were calling plays. They knew what they wanted to do. They had a game plan tonight, and I thought they executed really well. Setting screens, back screens, different things like that. Um, Bill Caesar said, what, "What was Johnny's stat line? Johnny Davis tonight. He was. He had. He was four for eleven from the field, so thirty-six percent." One for three from the three-point line. Two for two from the free throw line. Had four rebounds. Um, remember, he had eight and a half rebounds in, in per game in his sophomore year. Led all guards in the Big Ten in rebounding. One steal, one assist, three turnovers, one foul, 11 points was a plus 15. So 
Uh, four for eleven from the field is not is not good at all. It's this under this below average thirty six percent, but played twenty four minutes as well. Um, so I, I thought he played better. I thought he played better tonight. Uh, Benz says you're right about Johnny Davis. I feel like he's playing tight, like he's nervous. You can tell that he's not confident in his handles, and he's he, he just he just be and just be hesitant at times. He played better today. Yeah, very hesitant. Um, I think there's he has to get used to the NBA three point range for one. I could tell that Corey Kispert struggled in the beginning of the year with the, with the three point range, the uh, adjustment or you know the difference of the NBA three point range compared to the college three point range. I thought he you could tell that Corey Kispert was adjusting to that. You could kind of tell Johnny Davis was, is still adjusting for one, but he did hit a wide open three. He has to adjust to NBA closeouts as well. You're just not going to get a whole bunch of space. There's times where you get an inch of space and you're just going to have to let it fly. And he finally did that in one shot. He just let it fly. He made, he knocked it down. So I was happy to see that, but um, you can tell he's, he's, he just looks a little nervous. You know, I know he had a Taco Bell commercial, so there's some pressure there, but he just has to get the jitters out and play with confidence. You know, he stepped up in big moments for Wisconsin, man. And, and teams where they played against top 25 teams. I know he averaged at least 23 points a game when they played against teams that were top 25 in the top 25, like your Purdue's of the world, Iowa and the big 10, they played a lot of good teams in the big 10 for sure. So um, I just want to see him get the jitters out and play with confidence. That's all I want to see in a summer league. You know, can he play point guard? I thought he did a good job one time when he brought the ball up, it was a screen and roll. He threw the ball to somebody. Can't remember. I think they got fouled or they missed a layup. And I, I thought he had a nice pass to Craig Swart as well. So is he a natural point guard? He's not. But, you know, why not experiment? Why not experiment? You see other teams experiment. Isaiah Stewart yesterday was shooting a whole bunch of threes. So why not experiment with Johnny Davis to see what he can do at multiple positions? Um, up down, Uptown Dre says uh, Devon Dotson didn't shoot well, but he had five boards, six assists, a steal, four points on the team, high plus 23. Yeah, Devon Dotson played well. I love his energy. He changes the game. He seriously does. When he comes in, him – Quentin Jackson, um, him is Dotson, Quentin Jackson, and there's another guard. I want to say Craig Sward. They impact the game. Jordan Goodwin impacts the game defensively as well. Just having your hands in the, the, the intangibles, the things that you can't see on a stat sheet, getting your hands in the passing lanes, just being a pest, picking up from full court. Devin Dotson is one of those guys. That's why I like him right now. I think he's been playing. I think, I think, he's, had, I think he's had a solid two games. Same thing with Quentin Jackson out of Texas A&M, undrafted free agent. Um, but yeah, that, that's a good that's a good stat right there, Uptown Dre. Bill Season says, "What was Johnny's stat line?" I already talked about that. Uptown Dre says, "Craig Sward and Jackson were perfect from the field and the free throw line." Um, Craig Sward, yes, he was. He was three for three from the field. Didn't shoot the ball much, but yeah, he he was impactful. Three for three from the free throw line. Quentin Jackson, two for two. So they had a perfect game. They had a perfect game. Two for two from the three-point line. I mean, from the free throw line and uh, three for three from the field. So they had perfect games tonight. They had perfect games. Uh, let's see here. The chat went a little fast here. Benz says, uh, the Suns team was garbage, and I'm glad we handled business. Kerry looked like a man amongst boys, but since he can't stretch the floor, he won't play come regular season. Yeah, that's the concern. He can't stretch the floor. Um, Thomas Bryant signed with the Lakers. He was a guy that was capable of stretching the floor, but Thomas Bryant could barely move his feet and he wasn't finishing well coming back from the ACL injury. So that's the concern with Vernon Carey is that he's not, he's an old school big, same thing with Jaime at Janique they don't stretch the floor um, and they can barely move their feet. So when, it, you know, when they're switched onto a guard, it's going to be a struggle for them. They're most likely going to play drop coverage because they can barely move their feet. Um, so defensively, that's why we had to we had to go small ball against the Pistons because they were just very athletic and they were they were very fast. So that's the that's the thing with Jaime and uh, and Vernon Carey. They're both similar in a sense with their build 
and they have the same type of athleticism where they're not, they're not going to jump over you, but they can they can overpower you. But it's it's an old school kind of thing because how many times are we really other than Porzingis? How many times are we going to give the ball to a guy with with their back to the basket right now? Um, Hector twelve eighteen says we can't draft for our lives. Um, a lot of people feel that way. I think we get solid players, but we don't get great players. We get solid players, we don't get great players. We don't hit home runs. We hit singles and doubles. We don't hit home runs. I think Denny's a solid player. I think Rui's a good player. Corey Kispert is a solid player. He's a specialist um, that you can name guys that we missed out on. You know, I named some guys yesterday, Bones Highland, Halliburton, and Tyrese Maxey. Each draft, you can pinpoint a guy that the Wizards should have taken. And you can hind- – hindsight is 2020. You can do this every year with every draft. But Tommy Shepard, he's a, he doesn't like to take risks. He's a high-floor kind of guy. Johnny Davis is a high-floor guy. Corey Kisher is a high-floor kind of guy. Um, Rui Hachimura is a high-floor kind of guy. Um, doesn't take many risks. You know, doesn't really draft guys that are uber-athletic either. And I think the Wizards lack athleticism right now. They're, he doesn't really get guys that can create a lot of separation to create shots for themselves either. So next draft, I think Tommy Shepard really has to look at athleticism and guys that can create a shot for themselves and guys that can shoot the three because we struggle to shoot the three for one. Um, so I, I don't I'm not going to say he can't draft for his life, but, you know, Tommy's been solid, has been great, has been awful, has been great. You know, probably like a C plus B minus in drafting. If you want to be realistic with Tommy Shepard, I think I think the guys he's drafted are OK, but they just don't knock your socks off. They just don't. And like I said, like I said yesterday, you know, they, I haven't seen any all-star potential from from Corey, Rui, or Denny and watching Johnny Davis right now, which is very, very early. So I'm not going to comment too much on Johnny, but um, just solid mid, mid, mid-level drafting, in my opinion. Ben says, I like Dotson over Perrieri, over Henry at point guard. I think he should be starting moving forward. Yeah, they can, they can make a switch. I already said that. I said that yesterday. If they want to change up the lineup, then definitely do it. Definitely do it. Or just give guys more playing time that are playing better than others. Uh, ben says, uh, Johnny Davis had 11 points. Yeah, that's the stat line. We already talked about that. Uptown Dre, bringing up the stat line again. We, did, we already talked about that. Uh, Uptown Dre says, Devin Dawson's play was solid. Filled up the stat sheet. He did. I thought he did a lot of things that you can't teach. A lot of things that you don't see on a stat sheet either, for sure. Uh, Bobby Smith says, Ed is the man. Exclamation point. I thank you, man. I thank you, man, for subscribing and, and watching, for sure. I, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate that, Bobby Smith. I really do. Scott Ramon Seguro Muscati and uh, Kid Cuddy is in his profile picture. He has the strong arm emoji. Take that exclamation point with one of my favorite movies ever. Don't be a menace. Says been a fan of Vernon Carey for a while. I think he can play the four. I would not put him at the four to be honest. I would not. I would not do that. I think I, don't, I just foot speed is not there. I already I always say this. If they have to play against. The Boston Celtics and 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 Jay, Jason Tatum's at the four. Jalen Brown is at the four. Kevin Durant is at the four. It's a matchup nightmare for him. It's a matchup nightmare. So I would not play Vernon Carey at the four. Um, trying to think who else would be a matchup nightmare. Harrison, even Harrison Barnes, guys like that would be a matchup nightmare for for Vernon Carey. So I wouldn't put him at the four. I just wouldn't. I think he's best at the five. Um, he's an old school five. He's old school five. NBA Land says, should Johnny Davis play in the G League? That's a good question. Um, just because you play in the G League is not a bad thing. I talked about James Booknight yesterday. He was a really good guard coming out of UConn. Somewhat similar styles, shooting guards that um, were somewhat three-level scorers that were high-volume shooters as well. Um, and um, right now, 
I wouldn't be surprised if he plays in the G League. I did not I did not think that before because I, I listening to Tommy Shepard and and um what sense was junior, they just talked about they wanted they wanted Johnny to play a lot. And uh right now I would not be surprised if he plays in the G League. I would not be surprised. And it's not a bad thing. We've seen a lot of guys play in the G League and play well. Monte Morris, who we just picked up, had played his whole basically his whole rookie season in the G League. Keldon Johnson played in the G League um for the spurs and he's playing really well i want to say jordan Poole played in the g league a little bit too and that really helped him out for sure so there's a lot of guys that played in the g league that were first round picks they've come back after playing the g league and they played a lot better so it could be a help for him just to let the game slow down and for his confidence to come out now would it be somewhat disappointing yeah it would be but um i think it could help his confidence but i, I think I, I will wait and see on that i want to i don't want to get too much into the into the future on johnny davis JP says, "Hey, let's go Wizards win." Yes, did they get over? 100? Oh, they almost got over hundred points. So I don't, I don't think they're doing the Papa John special, the Wiz fifty. I don't think they're doing that for the summer league, but they almost did it. They almost did it. Uh, this is from Doge Three M's. I don't see the high floor yet. I don't see the high floor. I see a high floor. I don't see a high ceiling. I'll say that. I don't see a high ceiling, but I see a high floor. He's a guy that's not going to be a bust. Like the bust potential. I don't see any bust potential in Johnny Davis. I think. He's going to give you steady Eddie play. He's going to play hard on defense. He's going to rebound the ball. He's going to knock down some mid-range jumpers for you, which I haven't seen yet in the summer league for, yet. Um, he's going to make some good passes. He's going to make some smart plays, and he's going to give you a lot of energy and effort for sure. The confidence is not there yet. It's just not. The aggressiveness is not there yet. It's just not. Being honest. Gene Woody, let's let's go Orioles. I guess the Orioles won. I think they've been on a winning streak. I haven't really followed baseball a lot this year, to be honest. But I think I think the Orioles have been new solid. I could be wrong. Uptown Dre says we have New Orleans on Wednesday at 6 p.m. and the Pacers on Friday at 9 p.m. So that's a good matchup. Dyson Daniels. Dyson Daniels struggled the other day. He was 0 for 5 from the field. So Dyson Daniels, a lot of Wizards fans love them some Dyson Daniels. And I think I I, I always like Dyson Daniels. I just didn't love him. I think. He would have been a for me at one point. I didn't. I did not want to pick him at ten. I thought that was a little too high. Uh, Tari Eason's been playing really, really well. He's had two double doubles so far. I know the Wizards did have interest in drafting Tari Eason. Uh, I thought that would have been a good pick for them. That might have been a little too high at pick ten. Ochai Ibaji has been playing really well in the summer league so far in about one or two games. Malachi Branham had a good game for the Spurs. Blake Wesley had a good game for the Spurs. Um, so you don't you don't want to base Jalen Williams from the Thunder has, has played really well for the Spurs as well. I mean for the Thunder, those are some guys that were picked after Johnny Davis. Um, and I would have been fine with all those guys. AJ Griffin, I haven't seen him play yet, but Dyson Daniels, which was a which a, which was a um, favorite for the Wizards. Um, looking at his numbers yesterday, he was 0 for five from the field, only played eight minutes though. I don't know why he only played eight minutes. He had one point one rebound, so he did not play well. So Johnny Davis is not the only guy that did not have a um, slam dunk summer league debut. Doje three M says Johnny's not ready for the league yet. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that just yet. I think I think it's a little too early. I know he he did not play well. He's been underwhelming so far, very underwhelming in the summer league. But I would not say he's not ready for the league yet. I don't think that's fair to say that just yet. Just yet. Um, ben says Tommy is average at best at drafting. You're right. We need athleticism on this team, Bailey. Yeah, we're we just get overmatched athletically. Even watching the Rockets game last year, where Kevin Porter Jr. hit that three pointer to win the game. And uh, Glenn Concer had the uh, slip up at the end of the game when, when Kevin Porter Jr. hit that three to win the game. Kevin Porter Jr. overmatches athletically. Jalen Green overmatches athletically at the guard spot. Um, Eric Gordon, um, a lot of the guys on our Ken, Kenyon Martin Jr., Kenyon Martin's son, they just look like they were just on a different tier athletically than the Washington Wizards. So they, they do need to get more athletic. Tommy needs to draft 
some more athletes for sure. Uh, Uptown Dre says, somebody has been exciting. A lot of great player matches and close games this weekend. Yes, the um, the game before the Wizards with uh, Orlando and the Kings yesterday with Keegan Murray and, and Paolo Bencuro, Um, That was a really good overtime game. It was. Um, yes, NBA Land. DeJounte Murray played in the G League as well. He did. And he's an all-star now. That's a guy that I really wanted the Wizards to trade for. So if he goes into the G League, it's not the end of the world. I'll just tell people that right now. Uh, Doje 3Ms. Book Knight better than Johnny. Phil, he was better in college also. I disagree with that, but to each his own. I think Johnny, I, I like Johnny Davis better than James Booknight in college. James Booknight was a good player, though. Um, I'm a Maryland fan, and Maryland did a really good job in the NCAA tournament, you know, slowing down James Booknight. Uh, Daryl Morsell did a good job, and I thought Johnny Davis was unstoppable in some games. Booknight had, had his fair share of unstoppable games, too. Um, Booknight has a more separate, he creates more separate. I'll give you that. Book Knight is a better ball handler than Johnny Davis and creates more separation. That's that's some of the knock I'll give him. That's some of the edge I'll give Book Knight over Johnny Davis. But I think all around game, I think Johnny Davis is is they're they're similar. I think Johnny Davis. I probably take Johnny Davis over James Book Knight. But like I said, to each his own. To each his own. Uh, Stewart, we'll knock out these last three questions and then we'll wrap it up tonight. I know it's Sunday, so I just want everybody to enjoy their time with their families. Uh, Stuart O'Flaherty says, hopefully Tommy Shepard is building a team like a football team, build a deep roster with solid role players, and then find a quarterback. Um, yeah, so we're, I'm doing a mailbag question, a mailbag episode tomorrow and Tuesday before the game on Wednesday. So please submit qu- more questions if you guys have any. Leave them down in the comment selection, or you can DM me on Twitter. You can email me at eoliver.realestate@gmail.com. Um, you can add me on Twitter. Submit questions, anything you would like to do. Any any way you want to submit a question, you can certainly do it. Uh, ben says, no shame in playing in the G League, especially if you're not getting quality minutes in the NBA. Yeah, no shame at all. It's not ideal for your 10th pick of the draft. Yes, it would be a disappointment, but in the long run for development, de- developmental process, um, it would not be the end of the world, I'll say that. But it would be disappointing. It would be disappointing, especially after trading KCP. I mean, you bring in Will Barton. And you still have Monte Morris, but you don't really have a backup shooting guard behind Bradley Bill. We just need somebody to relieve. Bradley Bill hasn't had a good backup shooting guard in a long time, to be honest. You know, we've cycled through so many backup shooting guards um, back in the Martell Webster days, um, Jordan McRae, Marcus Thornton, uh, CJ Miles. So many backup shooting guards for Bradley Bill. We just haven't really been able to hit. I thought Martell Webster did a good job of being a backup shooting guard. I thought um, Marcus Thornton did a good job at times. Um, there's some other backup shooting guards that I can name as well. Like Austin Rivers was not a good backup shooting guard for the Wizards or point guard or whatever he was supposed to be. Um, but we just have not been able to find a backup shooting guard for Bradley Bill in his tenure here, really. I think Marto Webster and, and Marcus Thornton were the, the best backup shooting guards for Bradley and Jordan McCray here and there. So, but Archie, I just want to thank you guys for listening and making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now, for your second listen, get up to date. One of the latest news and rumors in, in, in the NBA in just 30 minutes. Every day with Locked On NBA. Locked On NBA, your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys hit the notification bell. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.